So, last we left off, Rhodes and Carta had managed to make their way in disguised uh, as the truck drivers. Meanwhile, Desmond, from your perch up on the nearby mech warehouse, you were able to watch the arrival of the Penny Royal representatives. So, I guess I do want to record this. There are four people armed, and uh, and it looks like they are headed directly towards the, the courtyard where the meeting is taking place. I'm almost done. I just need a little bit more time to get the rest of the information. I think from there, we should try and get the heck out of here. I think, Desmond, you're probably able to recognize this dude right away the moment you see him crest the top of that shipping container. This is Butte the Brute Halloran, one of the Belfry boys. Afraid to say, I think y'all got something that doesn't belong to you here, and I'm here to retrieve it. Friend of yours, Des? One of my old homies who sent me up the river. Now he's some muscle for whatever the hell these guys are. So to set the scene, yeah, Butte has just landed, um, has knocked the security guard, uh, if not like unconscious, like she is like dazed out of it, like has been hit by a freight truck of this this Batman slamming into her uh, and it has knocked her to the ground, has sent her rifle sprawling away from her. Yeah, Butte's got like kind of like one hand on Harlow's shoulder, just like dwarfing him in size. This giant revolver with this like grenade drum cylinder uh, aimed kind of over the hood of the car, I think 10, 15 feet away from uh, Miranda Vector, the Penny Royal representative. And the the other three have, have kind of like taken position up on the edge of that shipping container. I think you can see like two of them are starting to like uh, hook like a, you know, like quick rappel like uh, ropes onto the side so they can drop down more easily. And I would say based on the successes of your previous roles, they don't know that you all are there yet. So you all have, in this moment, an element of surprise. Oh, it's just so funny dropping in three more people to be like, actually, it's worse. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they're repelling. We're on the crates on the top too, right? Yeah, you guys are at similar heights right now, except for Butte, who is now in the thick of it. Is this going to be considered uh, unnecessary uh, escalation in regards to our mission? I just don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> I think you're just kind of uh, treading on maybe a little bit more uh, justified grounds. Okay. <laughs> or maybe if it's like, if, you know, Carter's like, wait, does this count as extra force? You know, <laughs> Rhodes be like, doesn't matter now. Um, I'm going to try to hustle over, like, I'm going to try to get to where they're starting to repel from. How far is that? Um, you know, this courtyard is maybe like... We're the opposite side? You're on the opposite side. It's a little bit away, but not super far. You know, this, this courtyard's maybe like 40 feet across-ish, give or take. I'm really bad at, at distances. Um, you couldn't leap this distance across, but right. you could run around. They're pretty armed, right? Yeah, I think if you wanted, you're at a at a at a like a 
arranged now. I would let you gather information without that costing like a an action if you wanted to like. Yeah. So quickly, I want to look around and try to figure out what their exit is. Oh, um, that's interesting. Yeah. Are, is that what you're trying to figure out? Or are you trying to like assess what they've got on them? Uh, I'm. I'm sure they're packing heat. I'm trying to figure out how they're planning to get out of this. Okay, yeah, I think this is gathering information. I think this is a fortune roll. I'm not going to inflict a consequence if you fail this one. This is just about how much information you can get. I think this would be probably like survey, which I don't really have anything in. All right, so in that case, you are rolling. If you don't have any dice in survey, you're rolling two dice and taking the lowest result. Mm, Okay, just a quick glance around then. Just a little glance. It's a three. Oh, actually, it's a two. That's a a two, yeah. A two, that means you get limited information. And I guess, I'll be honest, you know, on a two, limited information, I think what you're able to gather is that they don't seem to have, like, an at-hand ready, like, we're just going to, like, they don't have, like, a zip line attached or anything nearby that you can see that's going to take them out. And I guess the one other insight you kind of glean on that two... Uh, and maybe this is like looking again at that this revolver that uh, Butte is holding out, which I think like you, you get a chance to like glance at it again because it's unusual. It's like custom made. That's the escape land. <laughs> well, right, like that's the thing. It's not, it's not just that those the cylinder on this revolver it resembles like a grenade launcher like drum magazine. Uh, you can see now like, like from the side it fires mini grenades. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this revolver is like an explosive weapon, which tells you, if nothing else, that they are not following the same rules of engagement that yep. you are. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I probably could have told you that. I think the move here is to hold steady for like another beat longer. Let's see what they do. Yeah. I think, I think it's, it's too early to give away. In this next moment, we're going to see what their reaction is. Who's going to, you know, shoot first and kind of react. I think I'd probably tell Dez that like, just wait. Give us another minute. We'll see what they're going to do. Oh, you don't have to tell me that. I, I need to have a word with him. That's not what I had in mind, but all right. <laughs> uh, so is Des, is Des going to wait a second, or are you going to take yeah. action? I'm going to wait a second. Okay. Um, then if if things just play out, like you guys are not interfering, right? Is that what I'm, I'm taking? You're letting another beat play out? Mm-hmm. That's great. We all have people, all have bones to pick here. I think, you know, Miranda Vector kind of raises her hands up, but like is still holding the briefcase in one hand, right? Like raises like holding in one hand, other hand up, uh, empty. And you can see her kind of starting to slowly sidle. So the car is like a little bit more in between her and and uh, Butte. And she says, now listen, I'm simply here to conduct a business deal. It seems that you might be here on the behalf of Mr. Shellspade's former employers. And I want to assure you, I have no interest in in crossing them. I have no interest in escalating what has so far only been a scuffle. As you can see, I am simply unarmed with just my vehicle. I'm happy to put this down. We will drive out of here uh, and you can be on your merry way. Uh, and at this point, the the two up on the shipping container, I think are now going about to start, are going to start rappelling down. Uh, and I think you can see those two are, are like uh, equipped with, I think probably like uh, submachine guns of some kind, like small handheld machine guns. I think the, the other Chiropteran is still perched up on the top uh, and is holding more of like a, a rifle, not like a, a sniper rifle, but like a, 
like a marksman rifle, kind of like an in-between. And, you know, at that point, right, things are going to escalate, I think, is probably what's going to happen, unless Uh anyone steps in here, right? I think she says out loud, Tev, I think it's time that we get ready to leave. And the... The cars like hover, uh, like you know, sort of activators go on. It lifts like an inch off the ground, uh, and Butte starts in like, oh, 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 hold on now, there. We're uh, we got a few things to settle here. I don't want you walking away just yet. Uh, and he he pulls back the hammer on that revolver, and like there's like a click as like the the cylinder slots into place. I think like something is like about to happen unless anyone unless anyone of you take an action. Like things are about to start happening that will maybe. I mean, the enemy of my enemy is my friend here. Let our friends do the work. And Shell Spade is in the car? No, Shell Spade, like, Brute has Harlow in one arm, uh, kind of, like, holding him in place. Uh, He's got his, like, revolver trained on Miranda, who's kind of, like, half, the car's kind of half in between her and Butte. She's holding up the briefcase. She's got it in the air, and she's kind of stepping towards the car. The car has just activated, and that's, like, Butte has gone from, kind of, like, okay to, like, oh, this is serious. Stop moving. Okay. Desmond, do you have the grapnels? No, I'm... I was also thinking shooting... No, I mean... I don't have anything like that. Could we... Um, Specialized weapon? An unusual weapon? Unusual weapon? That could work. Okay, so she has it held above her head. Yeah, hands in the air, briefcase in one hand, other hand open. The car has just activated... Brute's got that that revolver leveled. The, the hammer is, you know, like heavy pull back. And I think this is the beat before something is going to, ha- you know, the air is electric right now. Something's about to happen one way or another. This is your chance to act as before, you know, the, the proverbial clock ticks and I start making moves. So what's going to happen is I'm going to use an unusual weapon. In this case, it's like basically the hookshot from Legend of Zelda. Hell yeah. To rip that briefcase out of her hands and up to me. Okay, okay. Um, that's very good. Uh, what do you think that is? I mean, it's probably probably struggle, huh? Struggle? I mean, I could see finesse here. Okay. When you finesse, you, you handle an object with agility. Because you got to rip it back and catch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this is less about fighting. You know, if you were in a combat with her and trying to hurt her with it or if you were trying to like Mm -hmm. but I think this is more about like getting it at the right angle yeah pulling it back Uh, I think that this is a risky standard to start with okay I'm probably gonna want to push myself here seems maybe it could be important yeah you know there's also I'm just gonna throw something out there that we haven't done yet but that is maybe worth mentioning in Forge in the Dark games and Beam Saber and it's uh, it's other similar you know, games. One thing you can do is trade position for effect, which is like, you know, when something is risky, um, you could make it desperate by like really putting your all into it, opening yourself up to greater retaliation, but get increased effect in response. I only mention that because I know that Desmond specifically has... Uh, a move that gives you extra dice when you're in desperate positions. Something to throw out there. You don't have to. You could also definitely roll on this risky one and then be fine with that. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna. Um, I'm just gonna take some stress for to push myself. All right. So this is risky standard. Uh, that'll be three dice with your pushing yourself. I don't know that anyone could really assist on this. Uh, if, if someone has like a good 
argument for how they would do it, I'd be, I'd, I'd allow it, but I deeply believe in his ability to do so. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about throwing like a flash, but yeah, go for it. Let's rock. All right. Four. All right, four. That is a mixed success. Oh, man. Uh, (laughs) It's okay. Okay. These things all happen more or less simultaneously. You, you know, come up to that edge and fire this, um, I keep wanting to call it a hook shot. Do we have like a non copyrighted term for a hook shot? (laughs) Uh, Handheld grapnel. Yeah, handheld grapnel anchor. And you fire this bad boy, like, thunk. I don't know. What does a grabber look like on it? I kind of thought it was more like a, um, like a bolo, and it kind of wraps around it. Oh, okay. I like that. Um, so, yeah, it hit, like, hits yeah, like, these like, ropes like swing around. And I think at the same time that that happens, Miranda Vector like, kind of lunges for the car door uh, to like, rip it open. And third thing happening at the same time, Butte pulls the trigger on this giant revolver, right? Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Oh, boy. Um, he fires around, and I think the way that it works, actually, this is it's like... It's a mini um, grenade. So It know. is, yeah. It fires like a, a micro grenade um, that hits the side of this thing. But I think that the first thing, you, the thing that you kind of like all realize immediately is that it's not a like explosive grenade. It's like a concussive grenade. So it's more about like exploding with force than it is like flame or like shrapnel. Mm-hmm. But I think sort of like what happens is like as this door's opening and Miranda's kind of like ripping it open to like dive in, your anchor wraps around the suitcase. Butte pulls the trigger. And I think the round, the, this mini grenade hits the side of the car and kind of sends it spinning. And I think Miranda's like kind of thrown into the vehicle as it like kind of skids and slides but the back end of this big trunk of this like Rolls Royce armored hover limousine hits the side of the briefcase. And so instead of like rappelling up to you, I think it's still attached to the grapnel anchor, but like the wind in mechanism doesn't get to activate right away. Gotcha. You know, it almost jerks out of your hand, but it's like swung wide and like off towards the entrance of this courtyard. Uh, and like, you know, I think we hear like the, the spooling of wire as it gets as it gets like fed out further by the force of this impact. So I think it's going to take you're going to have to like reel that in. Maybe you're going to have to reel it in like manually, like the winding mechanism has busted on this. And so it's going to take a second. But the other thing that's happened is that Butte has like looked up and sees you. Uh, I think it's probably the three of you are up there, right? Unless the other two are kind of like hiding. We're around. But I don't know if we're right next to Des. Yeah. That's fair. But Butte looks up, his attention taken away for a moment from this like car that's kind of, I think it's like, sp- it has done almost like a 360 spin in the force of getting hit by that like a revolver grenade. Butte looks up, little man, is that you? I think um, in, in the kind of moment, this wasn't quite the moment that he planned for and he's still like, like, oh shit, I fucked that up. And I kind of look over and I go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think he had something cool, cool plan to say, but it just didn't quite come quite out like that. <laughs> Boy, I, I thought they'd put you away for life. Yeah, you thought uh, you put me away for life. I got some new friends now. I'm rolling with a new crew. They helped me out. Hey, me too, brother. I'm going to need that case from you, though. Uh, and I think Butte starts to lift his revolver, uh, aiming up towards um, where you are at, Desmond. 
And yeah, uh, I think at the same time, I think that probably that armored vehicle is starting to like pull back in a way. I think discretion is maybe the better part of Valor for Miranda Vector. And so unless anyone is like going to try and stop that vehicle, I think it is like uh, kind of hard reversing. Does the thoroughfare like go through both parts of this courtyard? Like there's an exit on both sides or is this like a ring with one exit? One exit, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so Butte is aiming the this like gun at Dez. The, the limo is starting to back up. The other two members of this group that Butte is leading have like hit the ground, I think. Uh, and also a grenade just got fired. So I think this is a good moment to... Uh, I'm going to tick two segments on the security alert clock. Okay. I mean... It's about to get hot in here. I was going to say, I, I feel like there are two things that could be done in this moment, or at least two options that I imagine. I could try to do some kind of uh, sharpshooter quick shot to make him drop the launcher and not have it go off. Or we could somehow, uh, I was going to say, block them from leaving. But if we have the case, I don't really care if they leave, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think whatever does need to get that case in your hands and to the Mercuria. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Once you're in a machine, you got the armor on your side. Maybe this looks easier for us. Mm -hmm. Uh, Carta, I think you should lay down some of that, like, you know, sharpshooter fire. Like you've got a rifle on you. And I'm going to jump down there and try to give Des some time to like get this thing into his hands and, and get up the grapnel wire. Um, so I think it's gonna take a moment before Des can take an action again because you, you know, you're like that thing just got like hurled out of your hands. You're barely holding on to the thing. So I think yeah, I would, I, this is like a moment for Rhodes or Carter kind of kind of like take an action. Am I shooting to kill or am I shooting just to be like, what the fuck is going on right now? I guess our objective is still non-lethal. So um, I would say they have fired a grenade, uh, you know, and are aiming a grenade launcher at you. Uh, in terms of, you know, just looking at what your actual mission briefing is, your rules of engagement, mm-hmm. no deployment of disproportionate force or unwarranted escalation of force, but firing back at someone who is firing grenades at you is, I think, within the realm of warranted. Should I just blow his hand off? Just like gun out of his hand. Like, so we're not having him like shoot it at us, but it's not directly like. Sure, if you can pull that off. Yeah, I think. Yeah, maybe this is two things at the same time, right? Like, um, Carta taking a shot at the, uh, like, grenade hand cannon thing in Butte's hands. Uh, and I'm going to, like, unsheath a, a pistol. I'm thinking of this one particular revolver that's at the Met. That's like a really, it's an old Colt percussion rifle. I'll put it in the chat. It's like an inlaid, like, uh, you know, I think it's probably like an abalone handle. I think as Rhodes pulls it out, Kind of looks at Carta. It's like hearts and minds, Carta. Hearts and minds. It's like, you know, chambers the round mm-hmm. uh, and then jump down. Try to pull some attention off here. Okay. Uh, so this sounds like two separate roles, maybe. Um, I think maybe, maybe we leave with Carta's first, kind of trying to take sure. away the immediate threat of this grenade launcher. Right. I'll just also alert you guys now. I've just made two clocks. One is an eight segment clock. Uh, and it is the clock for Butte the Brute Halloran. Uh, and once this eight-segment clock is filled, Butte is out of the fight. And then I've also made a six-segment clock, and this represents um, this group of um, individuals. I think it's, I'll call it out now. I don't think that you know their names yet, but this is a group called the Marked Band. That is the name of the squad that you are facing. 
Uh, and I think you can find more information about, about, about them later. But like just for ease of reference, it is the marked band that you have come up against. So yeah, Carta, go ahead and, and run me through what you're doing here. Get that gun out of his hand, first and foremost. Like That is what Carta is trying to do right now. He's not trying to take Brute out because that's not that's not his fight, you know? Also, it's too immediately like to disarm. And as someone who runs very heavily on revenge, I would never, ever take that away from, from Dez. So it's it's just to be like, he has backup and don't you don't want to do what you're doing. Shoot gun out of hand, distracted. Um, I guess uh, ooh. with my special ability, do I still have to I still have to pick one of my pilot actions? Uh, uh, yes, yeah, so you should. Yeah, before we get too far into like what your action is, what are you using to do this with? Um, I think it's we're close enough that like a fine machine pistol would be like. Since I, I, I mean, I went in light. I don't think I was able to maybe carry in like a rifle or my sniper. Yeah, how you had, yeah, how you would have snuck a rifle in during all of this would be kind of a question mark. Yeah, so I think I think it's just my my fine machine pistol, you know, just to okay, uh, yeah, just kind of stepping up to the thing and before he can get a shot off, just get it, get that out of his hand, get him slightly injured. Sure. So this sounds. Um... I think it's maybe struggle. It sounds kind of like struggle here, right? When yeah. you struggle, you employ lethal or less than lethal violence. Um, you might exchange gunfire across rooftops. Yep. Yeah, like hunt is Ooh, for attacking that's... over great distances, but you're not really yeah, doing not really that hunting. here. Well, I got none in struggle, so I will probably have to push myself. Yeah, you can definitely push yourself here. If someone has a way to assist, I would. I'll. I'll you know, I'm. I'm open to hear it. Uh, I mean, is I don't. Want, I don't want to speak for Rhodes. But is his jumping down to be like, I'm also here in conjunction, like a distraction that like, he's not focused up at us. He's now focused on what's come down to him and boom. Uh, I'm not worried about Des getting out of here. Like, I'm not worried about us getting out of here as much as I am worried about Des having enough time to clear this distance. Yeah, but that would be the only way I can imagine that could be of help. Yeah, I mean, hopefully by the time I'm down there, he's not pointing a grenade launcher at me, but um willing to play to find out. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Uh, so you're pushing yourself, and that is an assist from Rhodes. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, There's so, like a lot of action all at once. Yeah. Uh, so that sounds like uh, two dice and struggle all together. Uh-huh. Um, oh, boy. I don't think this is desperate yet. I think this is definitely risky. And what I would say is that it would normally be limited effect okay. Uh, because with, with my special ability sharpshooter, when you push yourself in addition to the normal benefits, you can do one of the following, make a ranged attack and extreme distance beyond what's normal for the weapon. Unleash a barrage, barrage of rapid fire to suppress the enemy. Ricochet a shot to hit a target indirectly. So I don't, I, I guess in my mind, it's like that he's a, he's a good shot. It's just, I'm, I got the benefit. I, I know where, I know where that bullet's going. Uh, I mean, I think unleash a barrage uh, to suppress an enemy makes sense here if you're trying to stop Butte from firing. True. That yeah, yeah. Um, Whatever. It so takes. I would say what this will do is like, yeah, on a success for sure, this will like stop him from being able to like fire back immediately with that that grenade launcher. Okay. But I was gonna say it would normally be limited effect uh, because Butte in, is a, a tier higher than you. He's tier right. one, um, but you have a fine machine pistol and fine quality gear gives you increased effect on the rolls that you're making. Um, mm -hmm. So this will be uh, risky standard. Okay. <laughs> well, so I'm rolling two. 
Um, yeah. Uh, did you take a stress there? Uh, I did. I, got, I took my two. Yeah, I'm adding a stress. Cool. Okay. Five and a three. Okay. A five. Um, you know what? Let's start playing with systems that we haven't played with before, right? Um, so five is a success. Uh, first thing I'm going to do for you, I'm going to tick two segments on Butte, the Brute Halloran's clock. You succeed here. This like, um, this, uh, yeah, this like hail of gunfire, you know, forces him to like, kind of like pull back, uh, and like kind of press against, uh, like the, the shipping container, uh, you know, kind of like take cover. He's, he can't hold his, his, uh, gun up anymore. Mm -hmm. And so he's not able to return fire at you. And, you know, he's also like, yeah, he's like, his eyes are like darting forth between you, between Dez and like the grapple anchor and then Carta, who's just dropped in. Or sorry, Rhodes has just dropped in. I don't know why I keep getting you guys' names confused today. Uh, Rhodes has just dropped in. But Carta, I think you are going to take harm. Okay. Uh, because, uh, you know, I think those two who've just lent, who've also just repelled down, right? They're also all eyes on on Rhodes, right? Rhodes has really drawn those attention of all those people. But there's that other Chiropteran with the rifle who is up across like right directly across from you mm -hmm. and who like, you know, is alerted by your, your hail of gunfire. I think like down on one knee, just like classic shooting stance, like gun up, like, like a three shot burst, just square at, uh, Carta. And I think Carta, you're going to take the level two harm. Uh, what is this? Um, perforated maybe as I think like you, you get, uh, hit like in the torso, uh, by one of these stray rounds. Are we, are we talking like, Dead center, gut, up here in the shoulder, like... Uh, I think, like, gut, like, lower, right? Um, okay. It's not an immediate kill... It's not an immediate kill shot, kind of. Okay. Um, and I would say also, you know, there's a few other systems here that's kind of, like, all kicks into action, right? Uh, a level two harm means that you take minus one dice on all things that you need to do related to what that harm is. However, uh, this could be an opportunity if you wanted to resist this harm. Uh, you could do so... Uh, but it might cost you, it would cost you stress to do it. Another two? So the way that resistance works is you take uh, six stress minus the highest result on your resistance roll. And the resistance roll for this, I think, would probably be prowess, right? It's about like physical agility. Yeah. It's about avoiding like the, the shot. And by resisting, I don't think you would completely take away the damage, but I think we would downgrade it to like a level one harm, like grazed. Okay. Do you want to resist? Prowess. Um, that would be resisting with one one dice. And it would take six. And if I take all stress, I'm out of this. It is possible that you would take so much stress in this that you would uh, be out for like um, a couple of beats in this scene, basically. Yeah, you'd be out of the scene for a little bit. Mm. But if you roll a six, you'll take no stress. Right. Or a five. And I, I just wouldn't stress out is what I'm worried about. You, you don't have enough load, unfortunately, to equip armor. Okay. Oh, fuck. I think, should I, I think I maybe just take the 1d6 or take the minus one die. This just seems like a moment to work hurt versus not be there at all. Yeah, uh, very understandable. Adrenaline's kicking. I'm fucking, it hurts. I know gunshots don't feel good, but like, I'm not, I'm not trying to pass out and not be able to help. It's gunfire is going to be needed. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that happens. And I'll, I'll say this as like an extra note. I think in the moment of like you opening fire on Butte, I think he's let go of Harlow. I think Harlow's kind of like standing there out in the open next to the unconscious uh, Penny Royal security guard. Kind of like a dumbstruck. Uh, but he's no longer under the control of Butte the Brute. Uh, so Rhodes, let's like jump to you and then maybe we can flip back to Desmond. But I think you've, you've just landed... Um, you've got this, I've looked at the image you sent on Discord, extremely cool looking revolver. 
<laughs> yeah, um, I think he'd jump down, you know, certainly like if this is only 40 feet wide, I mean, I'm, like, I'm assuming I'm kind of on the edge here. Coming towards Brute or Butte, I think as he lands, would be like, why don't you pick on somebody your own size? Because he's big. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't say this before, but uh, in the same way that Desmond is kind of like a, a vampire bat is kind of like the, the, the kind of thing he's based on. Uh, I think Butte is based on, I was looking this up earlier, a hammerhead bat, a hammerheaded bat rather, sorry, uh, which everyone should stop listening to this for one moment and go and Google what they look like because these things are so weird. Yeah, they look like Joe Camel. Yeah, yeah. They, yes, they do look like Joe Camel. You're absolutely right. Except yeah. less cool and more scary. Uh, so you drop down. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your flow. Uh, you Great taunt. Yeah. Um, drop down. Why don't you pick on somebody your own size? And I think like at the same time would be wiring like does get to the armor now. I, I got to get the briefcase. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, I mean, like, anyway, as that's happening, I think, like, I'm just going to start firing at, like, these, like, not Halloran, but, like, um, there's gunfire kind of licking back and forth, right? So these two guys who had the kind of, like, little Uzis yeah, uh, who yeah. just capped Carta, I'm going to um, take a shot at. The rifle guy on the, the top of there. Whoever's closest. The closest is, like, the two on the ground with, like, the like the, yeah, the submachine guns, for sure. Uh, yeah, that sounds to me, uh, let's look at it. It sounds like struggle, right? Like, that's pretty uh, pretty straightforward. Yep. What are you using here? You, you're marking off um, uh, a pistol, I guess? Yeah, I think so. Um, I already used an unusual weapon here, so I'll use a pistol. Oh, yeah, you had the darts. Um, yep. Uh, depending on how bad this goes, it might be dual wielding before too long. So I think that this is... Uh, you're in like kind of a pretty a pretty scary spot right now. Yep. I'm hoping I don't have to be in here real long. Yeah. Um, I think this might be desperate, right? You've got Butte right there. You get these two other guys right in front of you. You know, you've got three people surrounding where you're at. And what's what's going on with the Penny Royal um, Mercs? Uh, one of them's unconscious. Uh, and I think like that, like I said, that I think that vehicle is like now starting to kind of like uh, at pace, it has backed up. And I think it is, it's actually, you know what it's doing? Uh, is like, it's idling. It has pulled, it's kind of reversed a little bit and now it has stopped and it is idling kind of like in the entrance of the, this little like courtyard alleyway of shipping containers. Uh, almost like the people inside are watching to wait and see what happens here. Okay. Can I, I don't know if like, yeah. Okay. I'm going to take these shots and then I have a move after this. Okay. Like I said, I think this might be desperate. If you want to argue for risky, I'll hear it. But I feel like you're in like a pretty hot, pretty hot no, spot. Pretty, pretty, uh, pretty tricky. Yep. It being a desperate roll does mean that you do take an experience point um, in the action attribute that you're about to roll. Which mm -hmm. is prowess for this. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to try and lose some shots and buy some time here. Um, hopefully taking out some of these guys along the way. Uh, I think that the mooks I will count as like tier at the same tier as you guys. I think Butte is like emblematically like a tier one. He's a he's a he's a step above y'all. Mm -hmm. But I think his like squadron or maybe not as well trained as he is. Um, and so I think they're tier zero. So I think this is desperate standard effect to start for a struggle roll. Okay. Can I assist by laying down uh, either a shot at the rifle guy to just anyone to have less guns at? Yeah, it'll cost you a stress. 
two. I'd have to do two, right? Fuck. Just one stress because you're not pushing. Oh, okay. Okay. Do you want to mark any stress here? Do you want to you push yourself, Rose? Yeah, I'll push. Yeah. Um, and or I could offer offer you some collateral die. Hmm. What's a collateral sound like? What is a collateral die in this situation? I think a collateral die in this situation is that I'm gonna tick another segment on that security alert clock, which means that pretty soon the security forces of this freight yard will have res- will be responding to the scene. I'm almost not that worried about the security forces here because when security shows up, then these mercenaries are way outnumbered, and then like I'm just another guy trying to get away. Yeah, if it works for you. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't hate that logic. Yeah, right. I'll take, I'll take that. All right, might even be advantageous to trigger the alarm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, I like that idea. So I'll take the, the devil's bargain. So that puts me up at two d six, right, without pushing or taking, or and Carta's aiding with suppressive fire. So that puts me at three d six. That's right. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm rolling now. Three d six. Fours. Fours. Mm. Uh, ooh. What if this is like, uh, you know, so tick the clock on the, the security piece. And um, if it's like, I'm trying to get shots off, but they've already tacked to me. So like positioning's worse. I'm like thinking like, maybe I have to kind of like slide behind the car or something for like cover. I don't know how far away that is. Um, I think the car's kind of pulled away. You're kind of like in the open is why this is like desperate. Okay. Uh, um, but I will put, give you, first I'll give you, Two segments on the marked band clock, which is a six segment clock. Do I know what's happening when that marked band clock fills? Yeah, that is like that represents. Sorry, I should, I guess I didn't say this clearly enough. Um, the marked band clock represents kind of the integrity as a fighting force of everyone else besides uh, Butte. Like Butte is his own clock. Dealing with him is like it's its own obstacle. And then dealing with his like helpers is like its secondary obstacle here. And so two out of six. I think you open fire and I think you shoot one of these like guys with the, the submachine guns down straight. One shot, one kill. Yeah. Like, uh, but I think that that is, you know, the first thing that happens. However, this was a desperate. So I think that there is like another consequence here. Right. Uh, or not another, there is a consequence here. And I think I'm going like, to kind of split this up. So it's not like slamming you all at once. Yeah. I think I'm going to split this up in three ways. Uh, I'm going to take another segment on the weather clock. Okay. Yeah. I think like the sound of like lightning, like you know, it's not just like regular lightning too, right? It's like like friction lightning. This is a sandstorm rolling in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think now like winds are kind of swirling. I think we are seeing, you know, like the first grains of sand are starting to like come up over shipping containers and like uh, rattle down. And we're hearing this dry lightning and the thunder that follows. And it's like echoing in these containers, which is also maybe like throwing off people and kind of masking some of the gunfire sounds. Um, so I think that that's like one of the the consequences mm-hmm. of this role. And I think the the other two things that happen here, right? I think Rhodes is probably going to take some some damage. You're like right in the line of fire. Okay. Uh, I think this is. Oh, you know what it is actually? I think you 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 shoot this one guy down. His like friend kind of like has this like like little Uzi kind of like snub nose machine gun. Like is like kind of shocked. Uh, and I think maybe Rhodes is like about to bear down on the second one. Uh, when you feel yourself just get hit by a train. <laughs> oh. And that train is the the bulk of Butte the Brute Halloran, like full force tackling you. 
um, just like slamming into Rhodes. <laughs> and so I think you're going to take the the level one harm battered. Okay. Um, as just like he hits you like a truck. And I think kind of the other consequence here is that where the situation ends, Butte's like on top of Rhodes at the end of this, like runs you down and then like lands on top of you. Right. Like, like kind of like one hand, like pinning mm-hmm. down the, the hand that's holding your gun has like got you in a bad place for whatever's going to happen next. But that has also given Desmond an opportunity, I think, to do something, right? Uh, I imagine in the time that these things have happened, that briefcase is like zipping back up to you. Okay. Des, uh, you know, I'm not going to make you roll to like reel in the briefcase. I think that these guys have like created enough confusion and like everything that like you've had the time to like haul that like grapnel rope back up. So you've got a hold of the briefcase. What is Desmond doing now? I need to get back to the mech. So I'm going to scramble, I guess, back up one level, back to the anchor point, and then, I mean, can, yeah, okay. So you're, 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 just to be clear, you're leaving roads like a... <laughs> well, I'm going to go, I'm going to come back, you know? <laughs> I just love the idea, like, Des just turns and is like, all right, I'm out. I mean, I told him, I, I can handle it. He can, ha- he can handle his own. He's, he's been there. Um, so I'm going to, yeah, scramble back up, get back to the anchor point, grab onto the anchor point, and then reel myself in. That's nuts. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, or you could just leave the briefcase up with us and we both return fire. Um, Throw it over the wall. I guess I could do that. I would, I want to get, I want to like, I feel like we're outgunned here. But if Retrieve I, if I it. Yeah, the, get, I mean, I, that's the big thing here is like this whole gamble is on. Right. Getting that thing. Mm-hmm. And then getting it to a safe place, and then I can assist in the mech after that. Yeah, I think if we can get that mech in the picture here. Yeah. Yeah, that's the getaway car that after the shots yeah. are... Um, okay. Uh, I, I'll throw it to the table. What is, what is the role, does anyone think, for getting grapnel anchored back to your mech like across a couple of blocks? Is there a role, or does that just happen? I mean, it'd be great if it just happened, you know? <laughs> um, I mean, like what? Like, uh, I mean, this he's an infiltrator. He's done this, you know, presumably yeah. a ton of times. It sounds like it's a finesse thing to me if you want to make him roll. Like, you're you're kind of like, you know, like moving fast. I mean, what's the good consequence? Like, you drop it halfway? I think you, you know what? Um, I think, like, what the conflict is at this point is less... And also, I think this is like a fun question. I think, Des, you can get on that grapnel anchor and get reeled into your mech. I think the fun question is like, how do your two teammates get out of this like kind of terrible situation that you're leaving them in, right? I could blow a, I could blow a hole in the side of the wall. Part, my, part of me wants this to be like, my, my you know sick, quick montage scene is like, Des zips back to the Mercuria hops in the cockpit, you know, activates it. This thing jumps down, like the armor jumps down and we ride the Mercuria out of here. Like Des, and, I mean, Carta and I just like clinging to the outside of it while, you know, Des was like at a full sprint with optical camo running. Yeah. Um, and we ski-daddle. Right. I still think we have a lot of gun firing to do in that time period with me being shot and brood on top of you. But yeah, I don't. I don't yep, think I'm. I agree. I'm, much, I'm much. I'm not much handy in a in a firefight. To truth be told, just uh, running, shooting behind it, whatever he can, blindly, just like ah. Yeah, <laughs> I can fight Brudoff. I'm pretty sure. 
All right, and I'll, I will, and I guess this is, um, I just don't want to kill Brood. I feel like that's not my fucking. So here's the thing I'm also going to throw out there. I don't think that mechanically you can kill Brood. No, I don't think, uh, I think he lives to fight another day. Because, so the thing is, Malcolm's drive is to get revenge on each one of the Belfry boys. And you can't accomplish a drive without spending drive clocks to make that happen. Mm-hmm. So I can just, a bullet can knock him off, take him out of the scene. But yeah, I think you can take okay. Brute out of the scene. I think you can, like, if you fill Brute's clock, he's done for the day. But I don't think, okay. we can talk about this more later off mic and figure it out. But sure, rules as written, I don't think you can kill Brute without uh, spending a drive clock. Cool. Well, if that's the case, I'm fucking going to try to hit him with a fucking... I guess hit. He's a two of eight, huh? Okay. He's a yeah. He's a big, scary, uh, well trained. Uh, I guess okay. So over the, the the voice man bad. The voice one under <laughs> is uh, you know, uh, Carter goes. Do you want help with you want help with the bat or do you want me to take off these guys around you? I got me. Oh, to no, me to Roach. Uh, yeah. You know, I see the struggle. <laughs> Uh, I guess we're about the other guys. I'll ha- I'll handle Halloran. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I th- in that moment, I think he hears that, and it feels like the best bet is to take out other rifle guy, um, and then get work on the guy below. Just because if Brute's on top of him, he'll probably risk less fight, like firing at him. So if I can take the rifle guy and then take my, uh, you know. Focus my attention on the dude on the ground. So, okay, so you're you're opening fire on the the marked band members that are not brute. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What does that look like? What do you? Um... Again, uh, I know it's probably uh, struggle. I I got to push myself because I have nothing in there, and I'm minus one. I'm already minus one. Um, uh. Yeah, we're, we're, we are accumulating stress rather quickly. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are. So even if I did that, that would give me, what, zero dice? Um, I'm going to say perforated is not going to affect your, like, gunfighting ability here. Um, but, I think, like, if you start moving, if this was, like, a fist fight. Right. Um, but because you're, like, still fairly stationary, you're not, like, running and gunning necessarily. Mm-hmm. I would say maybe this could just, like, you know, uh, we, we won't use, uh, inflict that penalty on you just yet. Okay. So I could... Then I push myself. That's too stress. Um, yeah, I would also say this might be a good. Uh, before you make this dice roll, just so we can remember that it's at our at our fingertips as an option, we can always flash back to ways that we could have prepared for the situation. Right. Um, one of which could also include, uh, you know, there are two other mechs that are not in play right now that like could theoretically mm-hmm. become in play if we needed them to. Right. Uh, and what that looks like is like pretty you know, uh, up in the air, but like uh, just just a, a thing to remember, maybe depending on how this role goes. Oh, could I? OK, could I have positioned my mech in a, a place with its? Do I have to be in the mech for it to shoot that sniper rifle or could it from a, from across the block? It's like you hit the button on the smartphone and that shit has been lined up on where we were going and <clears throat> just rocket of a shot onto the fucking um, you have a remote control vehicle, or sorry, a remote vehicle control on your pilot gear. Uh, marking that would be the last item you could mark. Okay. And yeah, if you did that, you could. We could then 
flashback, I would say to like, yeah, you, you founded another place, like another one of these warehouse buildings to position your mech on. Yeah. Then that's what I'm flashing back to. Um, I think that's probably a one stress flashback. It's not impossible, but it's like a little complicated. So one stretch for that. Um, and then I guess that would be a vehicle action, which would be bombard. Yeah. When you attack via targets beyond human sight. Um, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> okay. Let's, let's set this up a little bit. So we get like, we get Carta like looking at your gun and then deciding like, okay, like this has gotten bad enough. I need to like bring out like the, the big guns is literally the big gun. And then, yeah, we cut to, you know, like paint the image for me. Like you, we don't have to get like a full description of the mech per se. Show us like a, yeah, an image of this mech, what it looks like okay, and what so it's like, about to do. We zoom, um, zoom up and then like zoom as like a camera would shoot through the city going up blocks and it goes up the face of a building and like a crouched gargoyle. This thing has been in position, sights locked and loaded on like, cause we knew where, where we were going. So that's yeah. in the scope and it is just there to bullet cam back to like it going and just getting off a couple shots as they just like, do you want to give us like, just like a, a quick description of what Carta's mech looks like? Right. So um, it's kind of uh, it's like a bipedal with, uh, you know, arms that can hold a, sh- a gun. It has a turret on its uh, its left its left shoulder that uh, can be stand stood on. Um, it's also kind of got like we we've talked about it having a gillies like a kind of like physical camo. Uh, you. What size is your mech? Is it light, medium, or heavy? Uh, medium. Uh, so we can mark that. And then what are you firing at these? At, you know, what's the thing that you're doing here? I guess like what, sadly, I, as not as widely a gun guy as I could be for this character. I mean, it's just giant like sniper rounds. I mean, I think of like what I've seen like sniper bullets be at. Like, you know, they're big bullets and they, you know. So I think it's giant versions of that. And it's like, so this is like the, the fine heavy cannon that is on the sheet. It has a, you know, a clip. So there are bullets in there, but it's still like a kind of a click gate, whatever that's called. I'm blanking on it. But, you know, fire, fire with my hand motions are really, I'm sure, giving it to laying you Laying down like heavy shelling here. Okay. I think this is, I would say this is like. Bolt action was the word I was looking for. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like a bolt action rifle. Okay. Yeah. It's a clip, but he still has to like eject the previous shell casing. So this is probably, this is definitely risky, right? Um, mm-hmm. You're like firing a mech round into this like kind of enclosed area while you are. So this is probably like a like fucked up amount of firepower to be next to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I would say this is risky. Uh, you have a fine heavy cannon. Um, so I, w- I think you would have like reduced effect because of like using this like remote vehicle. Mm-hmm. But then because you have like a fine, ca- I think that kind of cancels out. Yeah, uh, and just the scale of like firing against this like fire team, uh, I think this is like risky with great effect. Okay, uh, and this is probably bombard. Yeah, and I can't push myself for that to be better, can I? You could. Okay, well that was the, then I would take the one for that. Oh, sorry, you could you could spend a quirk, I think. Oh, okay. Because this is um, so quirks are every vehicle has four quirks. They're kind of like descriptors of unique things about your mech, um, and when you push yourself doing vehicle actions. You spend quirks instead of spress. Hmm. Then could it be uh, maybe it's like an infrared sensor that it like. You can see. I yeah, can see where the people are for sure. Yeah. Right. And if I 
am I able to visualize from what the what the what the 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 armor sees, like through a phone, or am I just trusting that we've had it leveled and it's right? Um, so you have this remote vehicle control device, um, which I think is probably bigger than your smartphone, right? It's mm-hmm. load one. Smartphones are load zero. Okay. I think you have pulled out, you know, yeah, like a, right? Like it's got, it's got to be like a, like a, like a, a little bit bigger because you're getting like a screen display and you've got controls, but like it is like trying to control your mech with like a Nintendo Switch or something, right? Okay. Like you are mm-hmm. operating at a remove, which is like the how you get reduced effect for it. Okay. Um, but do you want to expend infrared sensors for an extra dice? Yeah. Okay. Then you have spent that quirk. Yeah, I think you're. you're yeah, that, that is uh, three dice. It is risky with great effect. Alrighty. Well, let's hope it does what it needs. Uh four. Hmm. All right. So that is a mixed success here. It's coasting right down the middle. <laughs> Uh, so I think this is like, you know, a situation that is kind of spiraling out of control yes. uh, a little bit. Um, but that is a great success. So I will tick three segments on the marked ban, which leaves like one segment left. Um, uh, but I think that, you know, we see like, you know, I think we cut to like the firing of the mech, right? Like the, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, these giant bolt action rounds, shells clattering on the rooftop next to it. Um, and then we just like see this like kind of like collection of shipping containers that was like against that wall explode, right? It bursts mm-hmm. open, uh, and the remaining marked band members are kind of like thrown away from it. Uh, presumably, one of them is still alive or like actionable, but is like I think out of the scene for a moment. Like they're okay. just like, it's like carnage, right? Uh, so you're firing like uh, yeah these mech rounds into this like. Uh, you, you've immediately expanded the scale of this conflict in like a truly wild way. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a talking to for this one. <laughs> uh, this was originally supposed to be a quiet mission. Yeah. Um, uh, so there is that. Now it has artillery fire. Yeah, <laughs> which is is maybe an escalation of force. Uh, uh, but we can we can ha- hash all of that out um, after the fact. Better ask for forgiveness, you know. Um, but I think also. Right, like there's no way that that doesn't fill the rest of the the security alert mm-hmm. log, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I think what you hear like sirens start to go off across the the freight yards, and from like your perch, oh, I guess you're not your perch, you're not really up there, but like um, from that like height, I guess where Desmond's just arriving, like you can see the lights starting to flare on all over the the yard, and you can mm-hmm. see like the humanoid figure starting to like run out of buildings, kind of like towards the, the sounds of this damage. And I think off in the distance, like uh, in the southern portion of the yard, out of one of the garages, you know, the big bipedal form of a, another armor starts to lumber out. Uh, and so I think there's going to be a second here, but uh, very soon there will now be another mech on the scene. There will be security on the scene. I think like Rhodes, maybe we can cut to where you're doing. I think Butte has just been like rocked by the explosions that have gone off around you, but he hasn't like let go of you. Uh, and he's looking around now, trying to figure out what's going on and where Desmond is. Yeah, you've got. I think you've got a moment to play here. Um, yeah, I guess like in all this chaos of the explosion and like these shells kind of erupting around us, um, he's maybe still hanging on, but we're rolling like over each other. Um, sure, yeah, I'll take that. Uh, in that scuffle, do I have time to like pull a weapon? I have a knife in my boot. I'm trying to maybe finagle out here, like a kind of like tonto sized knife um that i want to like 
you know, if his like arms are around me, I want to just try and like tear through the, um, like the wing. Oh, gruesome. Um, just not to get him off me. Like I'm just trying to like get him off and, and like run. Um, yeah, I think that this is probably still like a desperate situation for you. Uh, or maybe, maybe, maybe this has become risky because the, the force, of the explosion is kind of like taking over his, taking his control off the year is tumbling. Yeah. Let's call it risky. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I think you have time yet. Yeah, this will be your last item of load, right? Oh no, you were you went in as medium. Never mind, my bad. Yeah, I've got one more after this. So um, I'm gonna struggle to try to get this like knife free. Uh, and like while he's you know kind of like grappling over me, I'm just trying to like kind of slash out at whatever I can to just get him to like let go enough so I can try to bolt while this you know shelling from like the uh, fine cannon. It's still raining down. Yeah, I think that that's a that's a, like a viable play. I think this is probably a struggle. Um, yeah. I think there's probably a little bit of like fear in Rhodes' eyes as this is getting it has just escalated really beyond the point that I imagined this mission would, um, and has gone from like having kind of a clear plan to this just being like a survive and fight another day kind of thing. So I'm gonna push uh, to add another day. That makes sense to me, yeah. Am I getting a benefit from Carta's shelling? Uh, like I said, I think this is risky instead of desperate because like the chaos is kind of like taking brutes or taking you taking butte the brutes upper hand away from you. Okay, I really hope this works. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna roll two d six to try to like cut at uh, butte as as much as I can to kind of just spook him. Yeah, I mean, I think we can like zoom out even a little bit, right? Like, I think this is like fighting to like get you free, also, yeah, right? Like, right? This is kind of like a, like a like a melee struggle. This is not to be like one like slice. This can be kind of like this is a knife fight. Yeah, go ahead. All right, please, Lord. Oh, that's a four. Fuck. Um, you called it a knife fight, and you're not wrong, right? I think Rhodes, like you're gonna take the level two harm. Damn. Right, like slashed here. And I think you are going to do, you know, uh, I think I said risky standard. This is like, yeah, the two ticks on like a Butte's clock. Um, You have like, he's at the halfway point. And I think this is like, I think this is nasty, right? I think this is like, um, you know, he's got like a, like, you know, on his own belt, right? A combat knife, right? Like a K bar, like a very, like, like, uh, like I imagine like matte black, right? Like no reflection on it. Yeah, get the like two crossed. You know, like forearms pushing. Uh, and he's so much bigger than you, too, that there's, I think, a lot of like, you know, he sometimes he just is battering you around and coming in, but you guys like are exchanging blows. Uh, but I think you're you're able to like kind of like get at him enough. You like poke at him, you know, you cut him, you, like, you kind of like force him to like pull off because like you're small enough, you can get in close to him in a way that like, you know, he has trouble like countering that. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, you know, he's. He's a little bloody. He's like a little beat up at the end of it. And but you are too, right? He's like cutting through cables. He's like tearing at plates of your like torso protection. Mm-hmm. You know, cutting this like trucker's jacket, poor Lano's old jacket to ribbons. <laughs> yeah. Oil everywhere. And like right, there's a like burning shipping containers behind you, right? Like you two are like in yeah. the wreckage of this scene. That yep. limousine has pulled away now, right? Like right. Miranda has decided that she is not sticking around. Now that the alarms are going off, she is pulling away. But I think this has opened up a space. Uh, we, it's been a second. I do want to get like Desmond. You got back to your mech. Uh, I think like you know the exfiltration in this one is kind of on you, or at least it seems like you're supposed to be the one who's handling that. How are you getting these idiots out of here? 
Well, wow, that's a great question. Well, I guess first thing to do would be to, you know, jump down a street level. Yeah. I imagine that Mercurio does it like silently, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, dope, like spider legs, like drop. Yeah. The servo's catching that like momentum. And one of your quirks is really good. Um, uh, you have sonic nullifiers on there. So mm-hmm. I like the idea that it's like playing like the inverse frequency or something to like cancel out the noise as it lands. Exactly. And I'm, I'm going to scurry over to, uh, uh, the fence line. C- can I see? I can't. I probably can't see anything that's going on from street level, right? Uh, you can see like smoke rising from where the shells just impacted the uh, right. Like as you're moving across the street, you know, because like we're playing with time a little bit here, right? It's probably as Des is moving into position that you like hear the like thunk and then see the like the shells <laughs> slamming into the shipping containers. Mm, mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I need to open, get an opening for them to get out of. Basically, are the security forces here too? They're like a beat away. I, I think if you guys don't clear like a way out of their neck right now, like the next thing that happens is that security starts rolling up on where you're at. Okay. I wish I had like a laser cutter. I don't have that though. Do you have like? Uh... I have destruction tools. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that could be fun. That'll take that'll take up everything I have. But um, tools for smashing buildings, vehicles, and other large objects. I'm just going to try and smash a hole in the fence. You know, we can expand it too, right? This is like a, maybe like pulling shipping containers down. Just like, fuck yeah. Ripping your way into it. Or what if it's like a cool, like if it's an infiltrator mech, if it's like one of those, like a glass cutter, you know how that's like that precise line thing. If, what if it's like a laser or something that's like, yeah, you know, beams out a passage here. That was my, what's in my head. Could Would that fall under uh, destruction tools? I would allow that. Yeah, I think, you know, okay. uh, tools for smashing buildings, vehicles and other large objects. You know, this could maybe be using like the grapnel anchors too to like yank things down. But yeah, I, I would, I would, um, you know, it, it's so like destruction tools is very purposefully vague. If we want it to be like cool laser cutters and stuff as well. It's not like a laser I could use to like shoot at someone. It's like it's uh, meant to yeah. cut metal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could, but it would be it would have less effect. Right. Yes. It's not designed for that. This does sound to me. I got to be honest, like destroy. Mm hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which you do not have any points in. Um, but I'm 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 very open to hear how you uh utilize it anyways. Okay. Uh can I spend a quirk? You sure can. Okay, which one do I want to get rid of? Also, one of those quirks I put as a placeholder and I don't want to keep anymore. So um we'll do uh omnipedal orientation. Okay, so you're like claw you can kind of crawling around different angles, like moving up and like cutting through things and like, just like spidering around maybe a little bit to kind of like get the best, like create like a path through all these containers and things. Yes. I like that. Yes. That gives you one dice. I don't know if anyone could assist you here. If anyone has an argument for how they assist. My hands are kind of full. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and I can't spend any stress. So yeah, I don't, I don't know if there's a way besides just firing my gun, but that doesn't, not going to help you get in here. I mean, you could maybe I, I, not to like backseat, Pilot, what if you use like a, also this is your stress to spend, um, but you do have your drone in the sky. Maybe you could like highlight the path Des needs to cut or something. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah, let's do it. If it helps us get out of here, I will spend a few more. So that's two more. Just one stress. To assist. Okay. I always forget. Okay. Well then, yeah, I'm doing that. I'm like, these are the coordinates. This is what, this is what I'm seeing. You get here. You got to get here. Ah, oh, fuck Fuck! This blew out of it's like it's God like pulling it. up. It's a, it's immediately pulling up and like the heads up display. Okay, so I'm rolling two d six. Okay, here we go. Yes! Six. Oh, oh my six. god! Oh. 
Whoa, but, finally a success. Uh, so yeah, you know, I, like, what does this look like? How do you carve the path through to them? I think, uh, you know, uh, you know, one um, sort of laser arm sort of comes out of like the side of the neck, right? Mm-hmm. Pulls out and then sort of, you know, the uh, you start to hear a buzzing and a humming sound, and it makes a, like a you know a perfect circle right in front of me. And the fence just falls down where that happened. Um, I go in, uh, you know, I'm using the grapnel anchor to like pull stuff out of the way. It's like shooting out, reeling it in, pushing it out of the way so I could squeeze through. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I arrive. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like uh, flames smoldering. I think you can see the lights of like security vehicles bouncing off the, um, the walls of the shipping containers. They're about to come around the corner any second here. Um, and then, yeah, uh, Carta, like, you know, uh, you looking down, you can kind of see the trail of destruction that the Mercuria has blazed to get over here. Um, and Rhodes, you see it as like, you know, the, the walls, like kind of crumple down on the last shipping container to open the pathway. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it does this here. Uh, I think Rhodes is like battered and bleeding. Uh, probably looks like an angel coming down. Yeah. Uh, I think that in all of this like hustle and bustle, um, Butte has grabbed Harlow Shellspade again. Uh, he's kind of like got him and he's like thrown him over a shoulder. And I think he's like looking up at the mech. He's looking at you. And I think, you know, you could take an action here if you want. But I think if you do, it's going to put you in this place longer, which will open up the, like, the possibility of reprisal. Uh, I need to get out of here. I, yeah. I'm like one one more bad roll away from being incapacitated. Yeah. Uh, so I think that Butte looks at the mech. Right? He, he recognizes the Mercuria instantly. He's done a, who knows how many jobs with, with this mech before. Uh, so I think, like, yeah, Butte, Harlow over one shoulder, looks up at that mech. Uh, and he says, bad luck on this one, little man. Catch you again next time. And I think, you know, without missing a beat, like Butte just like starts hauling himself up, which is not hard. He's almost as tall as one of these shipping containers, like hauling himself up one and starting to like make his way on foot out of the scene. I don't even have like a clever rebuke. I'm, I think like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just as frustrated as you are. Yeah. Um, all right. I think I popped the hatch a little bit. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, get get on. Yeah. Pop I think on. he just like, you know, spits, like wipes his lip, uh, uh, looks at kind of butte hauling over the side of the crate and just sort of groans and climbs up. Um, not to belabor it. So curious what Rhodes spits. Oh, I've been thinking <laughs> about like blood and fluid in a robot body. And I think it's like in my head, it's like, um, Something like the, you know, like the, uh, what's his name from the alien movies? The, the, like the oh, white yeah. goo, Ripley, Ripley, not Ripley. Um, oh, the, uh, what's the android's name? Bishop is one of Bishop, them. Bishop, yeah, yeah. Where he's just like full of like that kind of like milky yeah, like yeah, fluid. Yeah. Um, that kind of like hemolymph stuff. And I think like you probably, that's like probably dripping off of, uh, roads out of like every slash and like, you know, anywhere those, those wires or cordage are cut. Um, oozing that stuff like the sap from like a cactus, you know, just like kind of mm. thick and, and waxy. I don't think there's room enough for you all comfortably in that cockpit. I think someone's probably like holding yeah, onto the outside I think of I'm that I'm like thing. holding onto the, you know, like uh, handholds on the, the leg or arm or whatever as we're trotting off. Yeah, I, I crawl, fall into like the 
whatever a passenger seat might be like in this or just like in the space behind the you know the, the operator's chair just just go des and then you know I, I put on the yeah i put on the um cloaking device and i uh take the back roads back um yeah you're you're out of there uh, i'm not gonna make you roll for like an escape scene here i think that um this mission has kind of gone sideways uh, enough uh that you know um, you know, maybe we cut to like the Mercuria, you know, overhead shot of it, like slinking back out the hole in the fence it's made into the alleyways of Coronatus to find one of like the many, like sort of hidey holes or like entrances back into like the underground tunnels that'll take you home to low tower. Uh, and then we cut, you know, just like under the light of the two moons, like, uh, overhead shot of like the security forces starting to surround the like remnants of this battle site, you know, smoke and fire coming out of these shipping containers. Uh, this was also like the Penny Royal area. There are probably munitions there, right? So there's like further fires that have spotted up. Yeah, occasional explosion. Yeah. Uh, camera pulls back like higher. We can see like sirens starting to cut through the streets surrounding the freight yards, right? Like this is like whatever fire service Coronatus has uh, coming to like respond to what's happening. Our, our our vision tilts up from its view downwards of the the freight yards and the fires and the sirens and the lights uh, up to right just the still image uh, highlighted by the moons uh, of like the beacon looking down over all of it. 